Radio Frontier. Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Call them now on 01698 767 172. Boys, where are we? Where are we? Where are we recording this? Currently in the G4 Claims studio. Yes, G4 Claims HQ. G4 Claims. G4 Claims. G4 Claims. G4 Claims. G4 Claims. G4 Claims. Feel that bass there, man. Feel that bass there. I kind of feel what I'm in Sons of Anarchy sitting in this team. Oh, man. You know what I mean? So we've got the room as well, quite. Hi. You watch Sons of Anarchy, John? Yes, I do. I yeah. don't remember the room. You used to have, have the meeting. Oh, what did they yeah. call it? They called it the. What did they call the meeting? What was the meeting called? I can't remember. Did not have a name, the meeting? It was a. They're all swagging them with their cuts on and all that, remember? But anyway. We should get football daft cuts. Sons of Anarchy, right? Remember they, Those... used, to make, remember they used to make the. Um... <laughs> football daft, just heard that. Football daft, bro. <laughs> <laughs> remember they used to make the. the tri- what was it they called? Trialists again? Trialist. Trialist for Sons of Anarchy. Oh, it was a... Aye, prospect. Uh, prospect. He died in real life, man. Aye, 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 but he murdered somebody aye, before. Aye, that's right, I know. Uh, but, Let's not get to that. But. <laughs> <laughs> uh, remember they used to make them take their cuts off before they sat at the table? Jack, we should get Goshi in as a prospect. Make them do our they shit. walk in with a cut and go, take that off before you sit down. <laughs> take that off. <laughs> and also, going out there and get my car washed. <laughs> Go and get me a coffee for that machine. <laughs> but anyway, Sons of Anarchy, right? They mental motorcyclists. They probably were in a few accidents in their time, aye. Right? Oh, aye. Aye. It probably wasn't their fault, either. It probably wasn't their fault. But remember, if you are like a motorcyclist and you've been in an accident or you're just like a normal car driver like myself, you've been in a road traffic accident and you're not at fault, G4 claims can make it easy for you. They can provide you with a complete accident management support you require. They'll recover their costs from the at-fault party. Sort you for a, well, a like-for-like vehicle replacement. They'll also organise your vehicle to be repaired at one of their approved body shops and return to you. And should your vehicle be deemed a write-off, they will recover the pre-accident value for your car and write you a big fat check for it. And best of all, it won't cost you a penny as they charge... Yes, that is the silver lining there. Won't cost you a penny. Won't cost you a penny. That's the silver That was a great use of the buttons there, by the way. Because they'll charge the at-fault insurance direct. And G4 claims they don't cold call. They don't buy data. And once they've processed your claim, your insurance will remain unscathed. And the best thing is, Nicole and the team over there won't take on your case if they don't think they can help. So, if you've been in a road traffic accident or know someone that has, get on to G4 claims on 01698 172. That's 01698 172. Get them at notatfaultclaim.com or find them on social media at G4 Claims Limited. G4 Claims. Not, Not at fault claims. claims. Made easy. G4 Claims. G4 Claims. G4 Claims. G4 Claims. Boom. Football daft with G4 Claims. Find them on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at G4 Claims Limited. Now, let's welcome one of the finest sports broadcasters in the country. You will have seen her on Sky Sports, BBC and the Open Golf. It is none other than Ailey Barber. Welcome to the show, Ailey. Thanks for joining us. Thanks a lot. Thank you for having me. So I see you're sitting there with your St Johnston top on. You're buzzing for the game tonight? Absolutely buzzing. Yeah, I'm just about to head out the door. I haven't been sitting in this all day. (laughs) Since Since the first leg? <laughs> yeah, since a week ago. It's not been off. Smiles a bit now. She's, she's, uh, not, been, she's not been to bed or anything. <laughs> did you watch the first leg, though? I did, mate. It was did. exciting. It, it was, was some game. It was. When, some they, game. when, they, when the referee blew for the penalty, I actually cheered. Mm-hmm. Do you know one of the ones? Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Like I say, the one every Scottish team to win in Europe. Apart from, from one, yes, apart from my from, team Rangers, who doesn't really want us to do well. And we haven't done well, but we'll move on from that. It's Ailey Barber <laughs> we're talking to, okay? <laughs> uh, so what do you think the night? What do you think, Jenkins, are going to do it? I'd l- I'm really confident defensively. I think we can... I think we can do the business defensively. I do I do have slight concerns about the lack of goals we have had so far um, mm. over the start of this campaign, but also also last season as well. We're going to have to take any chance that comes our way tonight, but fingers crossed. So who do you think is the key player tonight and why is it Sean Rooney? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think it is Sean Rooney. So you can. Uh, McCann was excellent. He's a, I, I want him at Rangers. I think he's such a good player. I really do. I've said that a few times. I was going to say, if I name McCann, then I remembered that wee bastard. Oh, <laughs> sorry about him. Really sorry. Uh, who do you think is the key yeah, man then? Jason Kerr. Jason Kerr, Xander Clark, Ali McCann, mm-hmm. and then you have to go Chris Kane up front. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Xander that. Clark is tremendous. Aye. He's, I mean, every time I see him. in both boxes as well. If you remember yeah, last season, Ailey. Another dig at Rangers. Yeah. This is about Ailey, not about slagging Rangers. <laughs> oh, sorry about him. I've not been well, able to do it for a long time. I apologise. <laughs> I think every time I watch the Johnson, though, I always, all right, he scored first. It's going to kind of go against what I'm saying. But as a team, if they score first, mm-hmm. I don't see them losing many games. They don't concede many goals. No. That, the, what Callum's done with that back line... And actually, the midfield as well, defensively, has been incredible. Um, and that has been the foundation. Um, it took us 11 games to get a win last season. And he stuck with it. And I think hats off to him for that. Because when you look at the cup games that we've played, and even the games in the league, but the cup games that we've played, certainly, were very difficult to break down. So that's what I'm pinning hopes on tonight. How good is your memory? Uh Sometimes it's all right, and sometimes I can't remember where I put my keys five minutes ago. Right. Who was the last team to beat St. Johnson in any cup game? I bet the quiz already. Wasn't well, last. But I tell you what, that's a good question, isn't it? That's <coughs> a very good question. Is it would have been how far did we get in the Scottish Cup the season before? Under Tommy. Crikey. I can't even remember. I'll tell you what, what you're about. Do you know the answer too? I don't like to remember. <laughs> he doesn't even know the answer. You could have said any team there. And like, ah, they were, they were oh, great. That night. I think it might have been Celtic. I think it might have been Celtic. Might have been. Sorry about that. I mean, right, so. anyway, anyway, we'll move on from because I can tell there's a lot of nerves and you want to get away to watch game. But we'll first ask you, how did you get a big break into TV? Um. A lot of perseverance, to be honest. Um, I did a degree at Stirling Uni and I did some work experience at the same time um, and just kept knocking on people's doors and got really lucky, met some met some people who helped me massively. Um, first off, Andy Gillis, who was involved heavily with Five Live, did some bits and pieces with Radio Scotland. Um, I met John Beatty, who's still on Radio Scotland. Yeah. He, gave me, he gave me some bits and pieces over the summer. Um, then STV. I got a my first sort of contract was with STV on Scott Sport. Good old Scott Sport. Scott Sport was an yeah. inst- that was an institution back in the day. Scott Sport. Jim White, that was great. It's a bad. Remember <laughs> Alchie McPherson? Aye. What a commentator. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I'm pure reminiscing yeah, there. Match highlights. Editing match highlights for that was my first my first contract. That would have been fun. 
that would have been definitely. So, like, obviously, you've been you're you're, you're so familiar on our screens and stuff now, really, with football and stuff, and obviously the golf. But who is your favourite pundit to work with? I know we asked you this on Patreon on the teammates, but who is your favourite pundit to work with? Well, I love working with Boydie and Faddy. The two of them are great fun, brilliant fun. Darren Fletcher is and he's brilliant to watch football with. Um, he is one Darren Fletcher that I've seen a few times now. I go, he's going to go places. Pundit. He knows he's very he's, he's, he's on seen, the ball. See anybody that played football under Alex Ferguson, they mm-hmm. seem to be a right good pundit. Like Gary Neville's tremendous, mm-hmm. tremendous, and obviously Fletcher. Aye, he's, definitely, he's excellent. And then down the road, I love working with Dion Dublin, Micah Richards, Alex Scott. Um, Micah yeah. Richards, he's he's everywhere now, isn't he? He's tremendous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so much fun. He's, I think he's the only person on the planet that Roy Keane scared of. <laughs> <laughs> he scares him out of niceness. Aye, he is, it's very infectious. Like when you see him smiling and you see him, he just seems a really nice guy. But what about Boydie, right? I want to talk about Boydie a wee bit, like... Obviously, last season in particular, he became a bit of uh, a... I mean, he was always a hero among Strangers fans for what he's done, but he became a bit... Lovely person. You, you, you absolutely love him, obviously, Tall. But do you ever... I don't know, Ailey, do you ever look when you're commentating, are you there on games with boy? Do you ever want Rangers to get beat just to get the smile wiped off Boyd's face? Only when it's St Johnston they're playing. That's a good answer. Good answer. There we go. There we go. Good answer. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, is there ever a point in sometimes when you're just thinking, you're talking a lot of shit? Apart from the new. When, when, when there's any sort of uh, pundit that starts talking, do you ever want to just go, shut up, you're talking nonsense? No, I'm usually listening to about three or four voices in my ear, so I'm not fully concentrating usually on what, what being said, but sometimes I do think, oh, where are you going with this? <laughs> I'm not fully concentrating at the end of that. What? How <laughs> yeah. did we end up on this tangent? Um, <laughs> I think Ailey's sitting on her couch now thinking, how did we get here? Like, what's that me and you talking to? <laughs> like, so ob- <laughs> obviously, you're a big St. Johnson fan, Ailey, but it went really good last season. But do, do you ever get to go to the games or are you always too busy working? Usually too busy working, but um, cup games, if they're midweek, Obviously, games like tonight. Then, mm-hmm. yeah, any chance I get, I'll I'll go along. But it is it is quite hard to fit it in. Um, so, what was it? Do you remember your first ever St. Johnson game that you went to? I do. It was against Motherwell at McDermott Park. It was nil nil, and Paul Cherry scored an offside goal. And I didn't know what offside was, so that, in a weird way, kind of hooked me in a little bit more <laughs> because of football because you that I didn't understand. So, I, I, first games it, it does indoctrinate you into whatever team you go to doesn't it aye. It's tremendous my first game is a Rangers versus Betar Jerusalem game <laughs> that was the first game I ever went to it was a Champions League qualifier no joke brothers in arms <laughs> <laughs> no so obviously Ailey, who's your favourite all time St Johnson player there's been a lot but probably I'd go Nick Dazovic I was, was going to say that Nick what a player he was. What I remember player. he scored the goal at Parkhead and St. Johnson won 1-0. Mm-hmm. And I just thought he absolutely ran the game that night. He was tremendous. Dasovic was a great player. He was. He was and player. he was like quite iconic as well. You know, the long hair, the fact that he was like a rock star and all of that as well. Mm-hmm. And he was as wide as he was tall. He was a wee guy, but he was stocky as anything as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he scored some cracking goals as well. He did. Aye. So you were, you were part of, uh, you were at most of the Euros. 
weren't you, uh, broadcasting? What was yeah. that like? It was amazing. That first game at Hamden was incredible. The noise, like having had empty stadiums for mm-hmm. however long leading up to that one. I'd, I'd done a couple of Premier League games at the end of last season where they had fans in, but nothing like Hamden on that opening game. The noise was unbelievable. I kept looking around and saying, like, where is everyone? How can mm. that few people be making this noise? It's Aye. insane. But, you know, obviously the result wasn't what we wanted, but what an experience to to be there. And, you know, I, it happened at the uh, at the Women's World Cup as well when I, when I saw them play against England in the opening game. Like, to see a Scotland team walk out of the tunnel in a major tournament, mm-hmm. it's actually quite emotional in a, in a strange way. You know, we've waited so long for it and... Mm. Um, to see the women do it and then to see the men do it as well it was yeah it was something else to see that I, it totally yeah I look back as a kid you'll be the same told you look back at USA 94 staying up late watching the games Italian 98 France 98 but there was something about obviously that's a World Cups but talking about the Euros there was something about just yeah. that that Euros there it's one of the best I think I can remember like it was obviously what we've been through the pandemic but I just feel it was one of the best major football tournaments I've ever seen. I think like quite a lot of people lost interest in international football during the South Africa World Cup. I remember that. Because remember, there was very few goals in that tournament, remember? Mm-hmm. But it was then... also the Vizelas. You took your that was that's all you could hear. Oh. Uh... It's the only time you went to a musical and you watched the football in the house just to turn the telly down, man. It was, it was. But that tournament there, I don't know, there was just something about it. I don't know if it's because of what... What we've been through with the pandemic and stuff, but it was even the build up with my son coming home from school, watching the Scotland game, Scotland Czech Republic game, the first game, the buzz, everybody was just on it together. And the fact yeah, that I was trying to work out if it's because Scotland was back in it, and Aye. that's when mm. we were feeling so connected to it, or what? Yeah, what it was, but it was, it was, it was a really special tournament. It really was. And um, so, how did it feel? Like, moving away from football for a moment, uh, how did it feel to replace Hazel Irvine at the at the golf? As I believe. You mentioned her previously. She's a bit of an idol of yours, isn't she? Yeah, she is. Um, watching Hazel present Grandstand for the first time was the first time I realised that it was a possibility for not just a woman, but a Scottish woman to break into national sports broadcasting. It, mm-hmm. You didn't really hear accents on national telly back then. It was always that kind of standard English accent. So to see somebody who I couldn't see as being too different from myself, mm-hmm. um then breaking into that made me sort of, it basically gave me the, the path that I wanted to follow for, for my career. So yeah, she's been a big inspiration to me, Hazel. And I got to work with her at Snooker a couple of times. I was an assistant producer behind the scenes, but got to meet her and speak to her. And then, yeah, to when I she decided she didn't want to do the golf anymore. So um, when I got the phone call to sort of go in and, and do that role and, everything it was yeah it was incredible and I got to do the Masters with her the first time her last event was the Masters and I went along as just to kind of learn from her really and yeah what an incredible week that was you know what I noticed uh, during the Olympics uh, footage Mm -hmm. she's tremendous Hazel Irvin is a tremendous uh, presenter and you know what she's never changed because she came on to TV she's just always been this pro so if you're learning for her, you know, you're definitely learning the best. So fair Yeah, she's amazing. And her knowledge is incredible. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I noticed, like, I see you on Twitter and stuff, Ailey, and obviously you do the golf, but you play as well. I've seen you. Fly- <laughs> really badly. <laughs> what do, do, do you play off? 
So I still play off like 20-ish, 20, mm-hmm. I think 24 is officially my handicap, but I've not put in a card in about two years with everything going on. But I've not been playing that long. I've probably been playing for about five years. Mm-hmm. I say seriously, but as in like actually playing regularly. And in that time, I dislocated my ankle and couldn't play for a year and a half. Oof. And then there was a pandemic. So <laughs> it's not C- been the C- most... Couple of obstacles in the way there. Couple yeah. of obstacles. <laughs> Yeah, it's not been the most consistent. So, uh, yeah, I've now hopefully, hopefully now I can just concentrate on it. And what do you you prefer, football or golf? Um, So I played football most of my life um, and didn't really have the temperament for golf. I didn't like I got angry on a golf course and threw things and so didn't really enjoy it. I'm exactly (laughs) the same. I'm exactly the same. But I feel like, you know, I've changed as I've got older, you know, running around a football pitch, certainly an 11 a side pitch is definitely not for me anymore, but uh, I've I've mellowed as well on the golf course. So I I play a lot more golf than I do football. I think that takes the edge off your game, but when you lose that, that mad streak, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm I'm a nice footballer and everything now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, getting into like the sports media, obviously, yeah, I've seen recently, and more of an influx of uh, women pundits and stuff like that during the football, and women commentators. And do you think that it's going to get better, or do you think that there's still like a a slight existence of sexism within? sports media for women? I think it has improved incredibly since I've been involved. I was very lucky that, that I came in. There were already, like we've, I've mentioned them, Gabby, Claire Balding, Hazel Irvin, Jackie Oatley had been the first commentator, female commentator on Match mm-hmm. the Day. They all broke the initial barriers and made it possible for people like myself and, and others in the industry to come through. And then people like Alex Scott, Karen Carney, Rachel Brown Finnis, they've all come in as pundits and have, they've been the ones to break that barrier. So in terms of punditry in female punditry in men's football is still, I think a lot more recent Mm -hmm. than female presenters or reporters. And that is still, I think the one that is a little bit behind, but you're never going to have, not every male pundit is liked by mm. every football fan. Of course. But you're never going to change everyone's opinion. But I think so long as whatever a female says is regarded in terms of what it is rather than who says it, mm. then I think barriers are continuing to be broken down. If somebody says to me, I, I don't like you as a presenter because X, Y, and Z, that's fine. That's their opinion. If somebody says to me, I don't like you as a presenter because you're a woman, then what can I do? Right. It's funny what you say there about Alex Scott coming in because, um, and I know it's a it's a small thing, but in the grand scale of things, we, we now that we're talking about women coming in through uh, media more and more, Alex Scott's going to be one of the commentators on FIFA this year. That's right. Aye, that's so, right. Mm-hmm. like, I know it's a video game, but it's, it's, a, it's a massive it's thing huge. as well. That's a, that's another no, benchmark I would feel because. Obviously, Alex Scott, yourself, people like that become more prominent on our screens and get associated with football and stuff. So something like that, to go to that progression, aesthetic rates, the other commentator into it, and then you've got yeah. Alex Scott as well. Mm-hmm. So We need to chin him because he says he was going to get our names in the game this year, remember? I think he was absolutely buttering us up and we <laughs> took it hook, line and sinker. <laughs> 
Eric, could you get us on as a pundit on one of your on one of the shows or something? <laughs> no, no going by this interview, my man. <laughs> Give me alternative view. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, now, we'll now go to pitch side with Toll and Stephen. <laughs> it's just, just the half of the tackle you have. You can't even see me at all. <laughs> What's your biggest, have you ever, like, obviously your biggest gaffe, your biggest mess up on screen or whatever? Uh, I, I swore up at Pataudry. Which... I swear when I got up there all the time, it's fucking murder. <laughs> honestly. I, tried to, I tried to say score sheet. And it didn't come out as score sheet. I remember that. That, yeah, that went that. viral. Because I, I was laughing my ass off. I'm sorry, but I was laughing my ass off. It? You and me both. Boydy was crying. Score sheet. Score sheet, that's right. Yeah, it was a good one. And then Koisty was on the co-coms, and obviously Koisty's not letting that go. So no, no. <laughs> it, got another, it got another airing like, when we had Score sheet. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, you see something like obviously only an excuse. You're becoming you're that prominent now on our screens. Are you got to something like only an excuse isn't on anymore because he'd be doing you, wouldn't he? Be doing you. No. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder who, would who, who would you have um, impersonate you if you could choose anybody? Who would you have impersonate? You? I have impersonate me. Right. Um, Can I get Johnny Watson impersonate? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but doesn't he have like a sidekick? Yeah, he does. He has. Uh, who else does he have? Ronnie O'Connor. Ronnie O'Connor used to do a lot of Ronnie stuff as well. Mm. But uh, yeah, I so you would be getting the Ronnie O'Connor treatment if you be up for that. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny you should say that. Please welcome to the show. Anyway, I'm interested. Just, just I'm really interested. Like when you go to do a match, what does the kind of day consist of? You know, like as a rehearsals, how you know behind the camera, what goes on behind the camera? Because I think a lot of our listeners be really interested in that. Yeah, it starts as you can imagine a few days before, um, if not like probably yeah, about. So you, need, you need to get into the stadium earlier and earlier now, don't yeah, you? Exactly. <laughs> do you do a lot of research but, yourself, or does that get handy to you? Do you go out and do a lot of the sort of scouting and getting fact sheets and all that sort of stuff yourself? Yeah, we we get sent stats. Well, it depends who you work for. Sky have stats. Statisticians, yeah. not a word I can mm-hmm. say. Um, so they will send us the sort of match stats, um, stats between the two teams, player stats, all that kind of thing. But in terms of you know your knowledge of how the fans are feeling, um, things that are happening within the club, what the manager is saying, what the players are saying, that's all kind of gathered through the week through you know the usual various um, fan sites. Um, club sites and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I listen to radio podcasts, all that kind of stuff during the week. Um, watch games, um, watch the highlights, um, try and see what I can. I'll go, last weekend, I wasn't working on Sunday, so I went to a game and um, went to watch Aberdeen because I haven't seen them yet under like with the new players they've brought in. Mm-hmm. So I will go and do that stuff when, I, when I've got the time. It's obviously difficult when you're working whenever the games are on. But yeah, you do all that side of thing. And then on a match day, it's a case of, Turning up, doing the old temperature checks and all that that you have to do these <laughs> days, and then um, we'll go into studio about an hour or so before and and rehearse. Um, a lot of the rehearsal is technical. Um, uh-huh. We don't go through the questions or go through topics of conversations and that sort of thing in the rehearsal. It's more into and out of VTs, technical stuff, um, graphics, all that kind of thing. So yeah, we all we do that and then just see what happens when the camera rolls. 
Are you just making notes throughout the game then? Obviously, the pundits are probably sitting watching the game, making notes. Are you just sitting going, right, I'm going to ask about, I'm going to ask the guys why this has happened, you know, just throughout the game, you're just sitting there taking it all and making notes of the director and stuff, like, give you questions to do? It's a bit of a collaboration. So our producer and our assistant producers are sitting in the trucks and they're, you know, you're trying to, you're trying to gauge if there's going to be something that's going to be a theme throughout the game, a player who you might want to focus on. So in the first 10 minutes, you can sort of see, oh, he's looking sharp or he's defending well, whatever it might be. And you start piecing together what you think you might look at at the end of the game. But at the same time, I'm also speaking to the pundits because the more I speak to them during the game, the more I understand what how they're viewing the game. Uh-huh. They might want to talk about or points they might want to bring up. They're also looking at things and they can speak to the, the producer and say that, the diamond in midfield is really working or they're being really pulled apart or whatever it might be, just little bits of analysis we can maybe use. But on commercial telly, as you might have noticed, we don't get a huge amount to talk. Yeah, I think right. half time works out as two and a half minutes of <coughs> chat. So if you've had a couple of goals, it's it's difficult to get that much in at half time. And then full time, we try and elaborate a little bit more. But what we look at in the first half might not happened in the second half or it might have changed so yeah it's has been the case being a Rangers fan it's not been the same in the second half as what it's been in the first half <laughs> so I, I, I hear you I hear you so tell me this one <laughs> uh, before we move on to the 90 second quiz early um, I'm aware that you've, you're running against time here so did you know about the Super League before it was announced no is because I found out recently that one of my mates done all the graphics for all the TV shows for it. No. And it was all it was all ready to go and everything like that. And then all the teams pulled out. Wow. Wow. So I was just wondering if like, it was just the graphics people that knew about it. Or the people behind the <laughs> what, scenes. What you're trying to ask, Ailey, were you tapped up to do the Super League, Ailey? That's <laughs> what <laughs> round the way of asking. Yeah. No. <laughs> Is there anything left in sports broadcasting that you really want to do, Ailey? Super League. Part Super League. Oh yeah, loads. I've not done a Summer Olympics. Um, I've not worked on a Men's World Cup. I've. I mean, I'm really looking forward to next summer. Hopefully, being involved in a in a home Women's Euros. Um, yeah, there's there are a lot of things that I would love to love to still do and tick off. And it's just basically, you know, the more the bigger events are the ones you always want to work on. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's quite a you know, it's it's just being in this industry and continuing doing what you're doing, and yeah. you know, is you know that's the that's the big thing. You know, if I'm still doing Scottish football next season and the role I'm doing now, then I'll be I'll be happy because it means nobody's kicked me out. <laughs> well, you know, you were involved in the Euros this season, so next winter you might get yourself a nice wee holiday to Qatar. Would be lovely. No, yeah, no. bring it that on. Would be, that would be all right. Um, talking, talking about the score sheets. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you get thrown out of Qatar for that? <laughs> you don't get thrown out, you get the jail. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ellie, every week on Football Daft, we put our guest's Scottish football knowledge to the test with our 90 second quiz. Are you up for it? Yeah, let's. Give it a whirl. Brilliant. We've got a wee leaderboard here. Top of the leaderboard is David Martindale. He's at the top with a score of 16 in joint second it's John Sutton Chick Young and Hamilton's Scott Martin all on 15 Mark Wilson and Keith Lasley 
are in third place with 14. Other selected scores include Super Scoreboards, Gordon Duncan on 11, ESPN's Derek Ray on 10, and former Sky Sports commentator Andy Gray on 6. At the bottom, it's singer-songwriter Callum Beatty. Poor, Poor Callum Beatty with one. Is there anybody on that leaderboard you'd like to beat, Ellie? Davey Martindale. Oh, oh let's do it. Let's do it. There we go. Come on. Can I, can I ask you questions? You can ask questions, but you've got 90 seconds, Ari. You can't pass. Even if you don't know the answer, you must give a answer. Okay? okay. Right, Chris, will read the questions out to you. John, you ready with 90 seconds? I have 90 seconds ready to go. And your time starts now. What was the score in last week's Ayrshire Derby? 2-0. Who did Celtic sign Joe Hart from? Man City. Tottenham. Who scored Rangers' goal against Malmo? In the second leg. Oh my God, I watched it. Morales. In what year was St. Johnson formed? 1984. <laughs> what is the name of Clyde's home stadium? Broadwood. Which Scottish player currently holds the record for biggest transfer fee? Ryan Kent. He's not even Scottish. <laughs> Stephen Glass was a coach at which club before joining Aberdeen? Atlanta. Russell Martin has just joined which side as manager? Ponzi. Stephen Aitken left which club as manager? This week. No idea. Uh, Hamilton, even though it's not. The Harry Rags are the, the nickname of which club? Also, no, also known as the Jags. Part of the Which player did St. Johnson receive the most money for in transfer fees? Alan Davidson. Paul Bernard is which club's record signing? Aber uh, Aberdeen. Let's go for it. I think it's Where did Rangers sign Tory Andre Foe from? Chelsea. What team is Lorne Shankland just signed for? Bearshoft. Bearshot. Baxter the Birdie is a mascot of which club? Who, sorry? Baxter the Bur the Bridie. The Bridie. Forfer. Uh, uh, Who was St. John's manager before Tommy Wright? Steve Lomas. Hey! Oh, a lot. That's going to be tight, man. That's going to be tight. I think it's enough. Think it's enough, do you? I don't think it. No, I don't Disney think it's enough. I don't think it's enough. I'll go through your wrong answers, Ailey. Uh, Celtic got Joe Hart from Spurs. I know. She said I taught them after Man City. So yeah. Can you give it? Got to accept your first answer, ah, I'm afraid. Got to right. accept oh, your first answer. Yeah. Uh, which Scottish player currently holds the record transfer fee? It's Kieran Tierney, obviously moving from Celtic to Arsenal. Uh, Steve Aitken left East Kilbride this week. I'll give you the Harry Rags. Chris helped you out with that one. Uh, that's Partick Thistle. But not bad at all. I think you are maybe apart from just going to look at the scoreboard I'm now. Right at the scoreboard as well. Scoreboard now. So we've got David Martindale in 16 second. It's Chick Young. You Johnson. Beat, you beaten Andy Gray. You've beaten you Derek Gray. You've beaten Gordon Duncan from Super Scoreboard. 13, 13 points. Oh. I was going to say you're a top pundit, but Chick Young's on 15. Oh, Man, I should have asked faster. I'm sorry. I was going to say it's Chris Tolls. Yeah, blame Chris. Blame Chris. 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 To be fair, I was right on You were. You were, mate. Yeah, you were. Well. Eight, 13. That's, that's, that's a great, great score. I was Absolutely. going that fast. I missed out the Scott Glass, uh, Stephen Glass question. <laughs> was that quick? I just went right past it. God damn. No, no 13 is great. But Ailey, obviously, it's been a pleasure speaking to you and wish you all the best in the rest of your career and, of course, the game tonight. Thank you very much. Yep. Sweaty well, pants. <laughs> Enjoy. Thanks a lot, Ailey. Thanks for joining Cheers, us. Guys. Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident. 
Get them now at notitfaultclaims.com. Oh, that was Hayley Barber. She was brilliant. She was brilliant. She's a class act. I know just that. She knows her stuff. She, she does know so stuff. well in the quiz. Aye. Well. Well, she get 13? You know, 13. She, she's not just ticking a box. She's, she's not. a proper. She's class. Proper she's class. And presenter. Good for her. And you could tell me, say to her, at the end of the beat in the last. Martindale. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> no half. And then she's. When we're wrapping up, she's get one foot out the door to go to the football. Go to the football. She nearly jumped Bro. through her front window like to get away from She's sitting there like, you two dicks, what hurry up, I've got a game to go away. <laughs> no, she was lovely and it was great having her own and... I've got a wee crush on her, man. <laughs> you better not tell Nicola that. You'll not be watching the football again, I Stephen. Know, I know, jeez. Ellie Barber's not presenting this issue. But remember and listen to it, Troops on Football Daft Meets, we're calling it, isn't it, John? It is Football Daft Meets, yep, that you can hear that every Monday, yes. we just heard Ailey there, so that'll be on every Monday, then tomorrow mm-hmm. you'll be able to hear Rangers Daft and Celtic mm-hmm. Daft as we're mm-hmm. back at the weekend's games. That'll be available, and remember to sign up to the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash football daft so you can get the video version, the outtakes, teammates, and to become a pundit on Rangers and Celtic Daft. And you really need to do that because I might not be doing it anywhere the way the teams are playing. So we'll need some. I tell you what, you need to hear Ailey Barber's uh, teammates this week because Boydie got a wee bit tight. Eh? Boydie did get it tight, aye. And much to the amusement of yes, Crystal, he loved the way, it. The way that it should be. But lads, another great fun episode, another great fun interview. Uh, here's to the next one. Yes, you 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 got to be like look at your eyes and all that. Oh like, man, I've got these sparkling man. Yeah, spark. I? The sparks back, and I've not seen the sparkling tools eyes since she's got haunted nine in a row, man. <laughs> anyway, leave a review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can get us on socials and Twitter at Football Daft Pod, Football Daft Podcast on Instagram, and just search for Football Daft on Facebook. Up and out, up and out. Audio Frontier.